Brothers and sisters, if you don't already know this about me, uh, you'll know now. I have a great love of art and architecture and what that can teach us about the Lord. So everything we do, every, every, every symbol that we have, it's, it's, it's packed with meaning. And I've been looking for an image for as long as I can remember, really falling in love with, with art. I've been looking for an image for the Blessed Trinity that really encapsulates the mystery. And um, I, I failed. <laughs> I failed in that. Because the mystery of the Trinity is so tremendous and it's really beyond our, our human understanding. Uh, there's no symbol that quite gets it right. So there are a lot of symbols of the Holy Trinity. You've probably seen uh, you know, three concentric circles, like three circles, but overlapping upon each other. Or uh, St. Patrick used the three-leaf clover, three leaves, one clover. Um, one of the saints used fire as an example, because fire has three qualities, light, heat, and color. And yet, and it's one flame, and yet that doesn't quite do it quite, uh, quite justice. I'm wearing right now an image of the Holy Trinity, and there's the Father and the Son sitting enthroned. It's on the back of my chasuble here, and the Holy Spirit is there in the form of a dove above them. And these are all good images, but they don't quite get at the mystery of the Trinity. They, they can't quite encapsulate, encapsulate, they really can't at all, this tremendous mystery, this three oneness of God, three persons, one God. And in my search, I found that the Word of God actually gave me the answer, because there is an image of the Blessed Trinity that, according to the book of Genesis, is the image, in, it contains in it the image and the likeness of God. It's not just a thing, it's a person. In fact, many persons made in the image and likeness of God. We hear in the book of Genesis, In the beginning, God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. That one sentence says so much. So what do we know of God based on this sentence? Just on this sentence. Let us make man in our own image. God is speaking, and there's a multiplicity of persons. God is a union of persons, even before the Holy Trinity is revealed later by God the Son to us. We're already aware that God is a multiplicity of persons. And then he says, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Let us make humanity like us. We are made in the image and likeness of God. Meaning we bear the image of the Trinity within ourselves. We are made like unto God in many ways. Once again, not a perfect image, but a good one. Quite a good one indeed. We find in the Word of God what we already knew in our hearts, that we are created for union. That God, our Creator, by creating us and breathing the life of the Trinity into us, has left His mark of unity upon us. A teacher of mine used to say, we are union-made and made for union. And we know this. And perhaps a few years ago we were particularly feeling this because... 
we were separated due to quarantine from our loved ones, from family, from friends, from even those co-workers that we couldn't stand the sight of. Now we were finding ourselves missing them because we are union-made and made for union. We are made for relationship. And when we didn't have that, we suffered. We suffered in our very being. Depression skyrocketed because we did not have the union that we longed for and that we were made for. So we who are made in the image and likeness of God ought to experience something of the mystery of the Trinity within us. And we do. Because when separated from one another, we do indeed suffer. We are made for union. Clearly, we do not possess the same kind of unity that the Trinity has. I am not you. You are not me. Thank you, Lord. If there was more than one of me, that would be weird, right? But something of God's profound unity echoes in us. And in times of loneliness and trial, that echo of the Trinity is quite loud. Because we feel it. In these days and in these past few years, brothers and sisters, perhaps you've noticed this, that our union with each other, as a church, as a nation, as people, there have been a lot of divisions within that unity. Political divisions, Racial divisions, divisions uh, within the church about ideas of what is, what is proper to do, what is right and, right and just to do. Some of our old wounds have opened up again, especially when it comes to politics and to race. And it is our task, brothers and sisters, as Christians, because I know I'm not preaching to, a, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, right? I'm not preaching to a bunch of you know, terrible racist ideologues, right? But it is our tasks as Christians not to remain neutral. Neutrality is not of God. Charity is of God. Unity is of God. Disunity is of the devil. Sorry, I didn't mean to point to this side of the church and say, you're the devil and they're on my left side, right? No, not that at all. Not that at all. The dignity of every human life demands this affirmative response for unity, for charity, not indifference. And all we have to do is listen to the words of Paul today. Paul gives us clear instruction about building up the unity of the human family, and especially this family of faith, when he writes to the Corinthians. He asks us to do something to build up the unity of this family. So first he says, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Brothers and sisters, rejoice. We have a lot of things to rejoice in, brothers and sisters. And especially in this country, we celebrate those things that are worth rejoicing. Our Independence Day, a month from today. Our Memorial Day, celebrating those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our sake. Our feasts, commemorating those things we have in common. Those things that we have as a patrimony of our country. And even more, as a church, we have so much in common. We celebrate today the most holy trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who has made us members of his family. We have so much in common, and we celebrate that by rejoicing with each other. Paul continues, encourage one another. We are really suffering from a lack of encouragement overall. And I'm sure you've noticed this. It is much 
easier to come to the truth of something, to change your life for the better, not when you're scolded, but when you are encouraged, when you're shown something true and good and beautiful. So brothers and sisters, when you see something true and good and beautiful in your brothers and sisters, in your family, in the church, in your co-workers, encourage them. Find the good and encourage that. Help build up Christ in them. Agree with one another, says Paul. And brothers and sisters, we agree on a lot of things. Probably many more things than we disagree upon. So focus on that good. Focus on those points of agreement and start there and build up. Agree with one another. Now we will have disagreements, of course. Disagreements happen. But when we disagree, it doesn't mean, oh, well, I can't be friends with this person anymore. Right? But to open up that conversation. Because no one's going to be led into the truth by being scolded or yelled at. They will be led into the truth if they know, hey, I'm actually listened to. I am profoundly loved. Live in peace. So whatever we do, let's do it in peace. Let's work in peace. March in peace. Protest in peace. Speak to each other in peace. We can ask ourselves moving forward about all of our actions. Does this action, this word, this Facebook post build up the union of this family? Or does it lead to disunity? Does it destroy the unity of this family? Good question to ask ourselves. Let's always try to build it up in the truth. In this great mission of unity, we need the Lord's help. It's not an easy thing to bring many people together. The saints know this quite well. And Paul says, And the God of love and peace will be with you. In this great mission, God is with us. This is a good and true and beautiful mission to bring everyone in union with God himself, with love himself. And finally, greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, don't kiss me, but a little bit of affection goes a long way. Let's show our affection for each other, brothers and sisters. To show our affection for our Lord and the most blessed sacrament, our devotion to Him and our devotion to each other. Let's love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our strength, with all our soul, with all our understanding, and love our neighbors as ourselves. For we are a family of faith in Christ. Let our response to the disunity that we see around us be that of a good artist who paints an image of the unity of the Trinity not on a wall, not on a canvas. But in the midst of the world, in our family, among our friends, in our places of work, by our actions. Yes, as we said, it is a difficult thing to make an image of the Trinity. But God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is with us. In the words of St. Paul, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.